I want to come back and talk about who we are as the Gateway Church. What is our identity? And I just want to remind us what our mission is, and uh, let's put that up on the screen. We are a spirit-filled church committed to glorifying God by connecting the people of the lakeshore with God, with each other, and with the world. And the part that I want to highlight over the next couple weeks is that we are a spirit-filled church. Let's say that together. We are a spirit-filled church. And with that, we want to talk about the Holy Spirit over the next few weeks. And I believe that this is going to be important. This is strategic uh, for us as a body of believers, that this is something important that we have to uh, continually keep in front of us. This May, um, on Pentecost Sunday, I preached a service um, or a sermon on Pentecost and what the Holy Spirit's role is and, and uh And then I did a follow-up week. And so we've already heard two messages this year uh, specifically on the the Holy Spirit. I want to encourage you to go back and listen to those. We're not going to rehash what we've talked about, but it's foundational. Uh, Get online and you can find those. Um, from May 2016. But you say, well, why are we going to revisit this? We've already talked about this. Well, there's a a few reasons why. Number one, uh, when I got back from sabbatical, um, the very first leadership day that we did as a staff, um, Mark Batterson was uh, speaking a little encouragement. And uh, during that leadership time, he mentioned uh, about a book that he had written called The Wild Goose Chase, and uh, it caught my attention. Um, and the premise of this book is that uh, he says that Celtic Christians had a name for the Holy Spirit. They would call the Holy Spirit the Wild Goose. And I thought, man, that's cool. And uh, this is in the introduction of that book. It says, the name hints at mystery. And much like a wild goose, the Spirit of God cannot be tracked or tamed. An element of danger, an air of unpredictability surrounds him. And while the name may sound a little sacrilegious, a wild goose, right? I, it, this is Mark Batterson. He says, I cannot think of a better description of what it is like to follow the Spirit through life. I think of Celtic Christians who were on to something. Most of us will have no idea where we're going most of the time. And I could say that uh, as well. And, and, and I know that can be unsettling, Mark Batterson says, but circumstantial uncertainty also goes by another name, adventure. Everybody say adventure. (laughs) And that was the introduction. And he kind of shared that in this leadership. And I said, man, I've got to get this book. And I took it with me to Florida when I went to go visit my grandma. And I read the entire thing. And it's just a cool journey of how the Holy Spirit should be at work inside of us. The second reason I thought, okay, and we want to talk about the Holy Spirit again. Just a few weeks ago, um, I was in Get Connected, which, by the way, is tonight, and you can jump in at any time, and uh, it just kind of is ongoing. Get Connected is the first look. It's on the first and third uh, Sundays, uh, Sunday nights, and uh, Pastor Bobby, I think, is leading that tonight. It's going to be great, um, but we were talking a couple weeks ago about the core belief of uh of the Holy Spirit, the baptism in the Holy Spirit, and the evidence of speaking in tongues. And out of the group that was in that group, everybody had some awareness of the Holy Spirit, had heard of Holy Spirit baptism. But out of that group, only one, other than uh, Bobby and myself, had experienced the baptism in the Holy Spirit. 
And I walked away saying, man, we have got to keep this in front of our people, that we are not going just to uh, be uh, Pentecostal in name, but we must experience this. It's so powerful. And then the third thing that kind of prompted me and kind of said, all right, this is it. Uh, I was at a gateway conference with Robert Morris via simulcast three weeks ago. And Robert Morris said in one of the sessions, and it just, my spirit left. He said, every significant move of God that he has ever witnessed had the power of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's work present. And I would agree. When I look at where God is moving, the Holy Spirit is present. And along with these reasons, I've learned a principle in my life that I, your pastor, constantly need more awareness of the Holy Spirit. I constantly need more of the Holy Spirit. The pastor you're looking at today, the Ben right here, right now, I realize I am not the pastor that is needed for the next two years or the next five years or the next 20 years here at the Gateway Church. You say, what do you mean? Well, just let's back it up. I am not the same pastor that I was 10 years ago when I first came to West Michigan. I've grown. The Holy Spirit has helped. Thank the Lord. I've matured some, right? But it's the Holy Spirit at work, and I need more again. I, con- I must constantly pursue more of the Holy Spirit. I think about what we're facing uh, as a church, the wisdom and the favor that we need. Uh, this last week, um, I was at a city council uh, meeting on Thursday night, and uh, we are pursuing, uh, and I forgot to mention this, but um, just a real quick note, tomorrow night, uh, our site plan approval should be completed, uh, which is exciting uh, with the city uh, if there's no hiccups tomorrow night. And then on Tuesday, we will call and pull the trigger for our construction drawings. And once, yeah, and once our construction drawings are, are done, they'll go to be bid by construction people, and then they'll also will give it to MAPS, which is a, a group of retired um, construction workers, and we will put those numbers together, and then we will come together and come and say, all right, church, for those that are voting members, are we ready to pull the trigger to break ground? And so it's, it's pretty exciting. We're, we're on the, but we need the Holy Spirit in this process, Amen. I watched Dan Morris, our, uh, our construction uh, supervisor, our, the construction company, this week stand before the city council and, uh, and with great wisdom and favor because he's a man of God. He's full of the Holy Spirit, and I'm thankful for that. I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, but listen, if we're going to build that free, we need the Holy Spirit's help. Amen? If we're going to reach the lost, we need the Holy Spirit's help. We are facing things today that I never expected as a pastor. We wouldn't have ever even considered. There, pastor Pete uh, is experienced, even in our youth group, and it's all across the lakeshore, this transgender issue. Um, there, are, there are kids showing up that are confused about who they are, and we need God's wisdom. We need the Holy Spirit to help us to reach these students. How to be more effective as a church. Across the board, we need the Holy Spirit. Amen? And I want my life to be a life that honors the Holy Spirit, that would lay out a welcome mat for him in our lives. The Holy Spirit, I saw this this week, is the third person of the Trinity, not the third wheel, right? Not just the extra thing that we, that's there and we just have to deal with. No, it's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God in three persons. 
And if the Holy Spirit is not engaged, if, it's not, if he's not honored, if he's not welcome, we will not be firing on all cylinders. I think if you remove the Holy Spirit, that's two-thirds capacity. And I, we've got an up-close-and-personal uh, idea of this just recently with my son. Two-thirds capacity. He had pneumonia for a week and a half. And uh, when he started feeling better, he still wasn't feeling great. He was about at two-thirds capacity. And he was still weak. He, couldn't, he would come home from school. Even though he wasn't contagious, we'd send him to school. He'd come home and he would sleep for a, an hour or two. That is not my son. He'll be here second service. He, he could attest to it attest to it. Listen, when you're not uh, uh, operating at full capacity, you are missing things. You're w- we're weak. And plus, the Holy Spirit, it, when I think about it, it's the special sauce. It's the ingredient that we must have at work uh, week in and week out. The Holy Spirit is what makes the difference. And I believe more than ever, and I said this in May, And I'm going to say it again. We need a fresh affirmation of Pentecostal theology. We just do. To invite people to discover the Holy Spirit, to rediscover, to invite people to honor the Holy Spirit, to just put out the welcome mat and say, Holy Spirit, if you're looking for a place to reside, this is it. This is it. Come dwell in this place. It would be a huge mistake to think, that we could exist with less of the Holy Spirit at work. Billy Graham uh, was quoted, and I looked for the original source of this. I just heard another pastor uh, quote Billy Graham. I couldn't find the original source. I hope it's right. (laughs) He said, if you removed the Holy Spirit from the New Testament church, from the pages of Scripture, you would have to remove 95% of the New Testament. But he said, unfortunately, if you remove the Holy Spirit from many churches today, 95% would just continue to go on. And I'm thinking, oh Lord, help us. Help us. That it's not a once and done. It's not, oh, I did that when I was a teenager at camp or at youth convention. It's, it, it, and even more important, we cannot be ashamed of the gifts of the, that the Holy Spirit gives. We need total surrender to the Holy Spirit's work. And again, I said this in May, that God has the capacity to give us more and we have the capacity to receive more. And we must be postured in that way to say, God, give us more. And not just giving lip service, not just by name only, not just an event. This is our identity. And so I'm praying, Lord, activate us activate us again. So over the next couple weeks, I want to journey through scripture. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. And and what's happening over there, it's hopefully happening in our hearts, even if you're not as vocal. Amen. Amen. So what I I want to do is journey through scripture and kind of look for uh, where the spirit of God is at work and ask ourselves, what is the Holy Spirit doing in these circumstances? And so we're going to look at the Spirit. The, in the Old Testament, uh, the, the term was Ruach, and in the New Testament, it's Pneuma. And uh, what's interesting, if you go to BibleGateway.com um, this week, which I did this this week in my preparation, I typed in 
a search for spirit. And there are over 500 times that spirit is used in the NIV Bible, at least. And I read every single occurrence this, this week of where the spirit. And I want to just take a look at the first three. It's actually the first four, uh, but we're not going to highlight the third one. But uh, take a quick look and then just kind of bring, bring some thoughts together with this. All right, my Bible's over here. Let's turn to Genesis chapter 1, the very first look. And again, what we're asking is where is the Holy Spirit showing up, what is he doing, and what happens when the Holy Spirit shows up. And what's great, I love this, it doesn't take long, Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, the second verse in our Bible. Of course, verse 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 2 says this, now the earth was formless and was empty, darkness was over the surface of the deep, everybody say chaos, that's what it was. It was, it was a lot of chaos. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. The Holy Spirit is a drone. <laughs> I was thinking about that. It hovers, right? And it hovers over the chaos. That word hovers means fluttering or trembling or vibrating. The Spirit hovers and He still hovers over each of our lives. Isn't it amazing when you think about that? Bringing order to the chaos. Acts chapter 17 says that in him we live and have our, and we move and have our being. The idea that the spirit is what animates us. He hovers over us. I like what Job 34 says. We would return to dust without the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 3 says you cannot do anything without the Holy Spirit. Listen, the Holy Spirit is engaged. We're going to see this over the next few weeks. You cannot even read the Bible without the Holy Spirit at work in your life. The point is this, the Holy Spirit still hovers. He brings order to the chaos. He brings beauty uh, out of the ashes. He filled void with beauty and with creation, and he's still doing it today. That's the first place we see the Spirit at work. If you turn to a couple pages over to Genesis chapter 6, we see the second time the Spirit is mentioned in Scripture. And here we see a different role, a different idea. In Genesis 6 verse 3, it says this, Then the Lord said, My Spirit will not contend with man forever, for he is mortal, his days will be 120. I always say I want to live to 120, um, and that's where I get that from. <laughs> and I think, hey, wouldn't that be great if I'm healthy and my mind is you know, still there? And uh, that would be awesome. But, uh, but anyway, but here we see, and it's kind of in a negative sense, uh, the Spirit of God is contending with Noah here. And what's interesting is this word contend means to quarrel or to vindicate. Or in, uh, in certainly in our case, when we think of the Spirit as a whole, the contending it could mean to bring conviction, not condemnation. The devil is who brings condemnation. Uh, we understand that, that there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 8, verse 1, and th- thankful for that. But the Spirit is contending for you. He's fighting for you. 
He's convicting you, right? He leads us to repentance. And if you don't listen to the Spirit's conviction, you will never experience the comfort and joy that the Holy Spirit can bring. And because of that, we need to be listening to the Holy Spirit. He's contending for us. The Holy Spirit is pleading our cause. Turn with me uh, to uh, Psalm 35. Uh, it says here in verse 1, it says, Contend, O Lord. This is David talking. Contend, O Lord, with those who contend with me. Fight against those who fight against me. I am grateful for the contending work of the Holy Spirit. He contends for us. He fights our battles. He is on our side. And so what that means, we have the full authority of the kingdom of God at our side. Isn't that amazing? Romans chapter 8, verse 28 says, In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. He is there to help us. And all I can say is, thank you, Lord, for that. That's the second place the Spirit is seen. The third place, it's actually seen twice, is uh, in Joseph's life at the end of Genesis. And we're not going to look at that. The, the, the Spirit is credited as the dream giver. And, uh, but I want to get to the, the fourth, really, idea where the Spirit is seen. And so turn with me to Exodus chapter 31, and we'll close with this idea. Um, Exodus 31, verse 1. It's the first time that we see someone being filled with the Spirit and uh, this, this idea of wisdom and understanding is seen. And uh, let's look at it. In uh, verse 1, it says this. Um, then the Lord said to Moses, See, I have chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. In verse 3, I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with skill, ability, and knowledge in all kinds of crafts, to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, and bronze, to cut and set stone, to work in wood, and to engage in all kinds of craftsmanship. Isn't it interesting that the fourth time the Spirit is seen in Scripture, that He's filling someone in His normal task? And it, what's interesting, it's not that He's filling a preacher or a prophet He's not, preach, or he's not filling someone that's elite. He's filling Bezalel, I think is how you say it, who was a mason, a carpenter. I was thinking of Chris Goosen. I, I, I see him here this morning. He was, I, I, the Holy Spirit filled him, gave him wisdom for his craft. Gave him wisdom for his craft. And what do I see here? I see that the Holy Spirit... When we invite him in, he will fill us. He will anoint us for the tasks that we have at hand. Whether you're a student, whether you're a plumber, whether you're a technician, whether you're a teacher or secretary, a doctor, lawyer, a pastor, a politician, a graphic designer, whatever God has called you to do, to be, the Holy Spirit fills you for that task at hand. 1 John chapter 2, verse 27 says that the Spirit teaches us all things. He helps us. So what that means is the Holy Spirit makes us smarter, and He makes us better. 
That goes back to Robert Morris's thought that the, there's any significant move of God. It was the, the work of the Holy Spirit. The only explanation when God is moving is the Holy Spirit is moving. And so again, I say, Lord, activate us. Wake us up. Wake us up. Two questions, and then we're going to close. Number one is, you need to ask yourself, have you grieved the Holy Spirit? Have you tuned out His conviction? Have you been ignoring Him? Have you been living your life at two-thirds capacity? It's an important question. And if you are, if you uh, are acknowledging that, I just want to encourage you to repent and say, God, please forgive me. Apologize. Say, Lord, I am sorry. And then begin to honor Him again. That's number one. The second question is, uh, is interesting is, what are you praying for? What are you believing for? Because I believe that the answer to every prayer is more of the Holy Spirit. Let me explain. If you're praying for your kids, how to raise them, how to encourage them along, you need the power of the Holy Spirit. If you are praying for your finances, the Holy Spirit needs to come in and touch your finances. Same is true with your marriage or with your work situation or school. If you're praying for a breakthrough, what you need is more of the Holy Spirit. If you've got a relationship that is, uh, that is uh, struggling uh, in some certain way, what you need and what I need is more of the Holy Spirit. You say, well, what are you getting at? Well, Galatians 5.22 says that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. I think I missed one. Faithfulness, thank you. And these are the things that we must bring to the table when the Holy Spirit's on. He brings that, and that will help us no matter what we're praying for. And so long story short, we need to humble ourselves, we need to seek His face, and we need to give thanks to God that He's hovering over us, He's contending with us, and ultimately He fills us so we can be better, better equipped with whatever we're facing. And this morning, I just want us just to consider those two questions. The first is a repentance and certainly, if that's you today, you say, man, I need to give the Holy Spirit uh, free reign. I need to allow him to be at work in my life. I want to encourage you to find a place of repentance. But if you're also saying, man, on the flip side, I need more of the Holy Spirit, the way we receive more of the Holy Spirit is by honoring him in our lives. Every breath we take, we're honoring him. We're laying out the welcome mat, saying, Lord, Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this body to shape and to move and to help us. Let's pray. Lord, thank you. You're so good. God, I pray that your hand would be upon us. Lord, that you would just work in this place. And as we just scratch the surface, out of 500 times in Scripture where we see the Spirit working, just looking at three specifically, God, I pray that it would motivate us to bring you honor in our lives. 
And I pray that over the next few moments and in this next season, God, that we would be people that honor you. We pray it in Jesus' name. With your head bowed and eyes closed this morning, I just want to just ask a question. I certainly don't know everyone here. Um, I want to just encourage you to be looking at your life and where you are today. If you need the Lord to save you, if you are away from God, where you do not have a relationship with Jesus, I want to just offer you the free gift of salvation. The Bible says that we are all sinners. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. And as you sit there with your eyes closed, uh, there's, no one has to convince you of that. You've made mistakes. You've, you've said things. You've done things that, that are, have, would be displeasing that we would call sin. And the reality is one sin can keep you from an eternity with Jesus. If you're here this morning, you're saying, man, I would love for my sins to be forgiven. If that's you, I want you just to raise your hand right where you are, and I want to pray for you. Who this morning needs their sins forgiven? Yes. Who else this morning needs their sins forgiven? You can put your hand down. Thank you. Anyone else? And certainly we understand that it's a, sometimes a daily battle, but if you've never accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, I want to give you this opportunity. Anyone else want to surrender their life to Jesus? We had one young man, and I'm not going to embarrass him now, but I just want to pray a, a sinner's prayer, just a, a prayer of, of repentance. And would you just pray it with us? All, oh, let's do it together. Say after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, Please forgive me. I'm sorry for the sin in my life. Purify me. Clean me up. And help me to serve you better. Just fill me up, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Awesome. One last thing. If I could get all your eyes on me for a moment. With this series on the Holy Spirit, um, I heard a pastor that was um, speaking on the Holy Spirit. Um, he commented that on his iPod, he had a Holy Spirit playlist that he would listen to on a regular basis. Not always, but on a regular basis. And, uh, and he said it's kind of like when you're working out. Uh, you put on, you know, the eye of the tiger, right? Boom, 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 boom. And, uh, and if we are going to be people of the Holy Spirit, where the Holy Spirit's active, activated in our lives, we, uh, music can help us with that. How many agree with me, right? So what I've done is I've asked Pastor Bobby to create a list of songs that we, together, for the next three weeks, could be listening to as a congregation. And the way that we feel like is the best way is to use Spotify. We've created a Holy Spirit list on Spotify. Now, uh, some of you are saying, I've never been on Spotify. It's pretty easy. If I can do it, you can do it too, okay? Because I'm, I'm not really great at this. But you go on Spotify, and then you can do Gateway Church, uh, Holy, Holy Spirit um, list, and you can listen to those songs. You can actually download them if you become, I'm not sure actually how it all works, um, but Bobby set it up, and uh, if that is cumbersome, okay, and I understand for some, you're like, ah, I don't know how I'd do that. 
um, come and talk to Pastor Bobby. We're just going to flood him. <laughs> and uh, he can get you on YouTube with these songs or other ways as well. I know there's lots of ways to do it, or we could even cut you a CD maybe. I don't know. Um, but we, we want to help you to be living this out. And, uh, and so I'm just going to ask, if you are willing to get on Spotify, listen to some worship music uh, that's concentrated on the Holy Spirit for the next few weeks, and how many are willing to say, I want want to honor God and to lay out the welcome mat for the Holy Spirit to be at work, just give me a little shake or a little uh, high five in the air or a little hoot and a holler. Let me know that you're here. All right. Very good. All right. Good. Well, that's the way we want to end. I just want to encourage you in that. And, uh, and so get on Spotify. You can download it on an app or get it online and do that. Let's stand and let me pray a prayer of benediction. Lord, I pray that you'd go before us and behind us and all around us. Thank you again for this morning, for what you're doing in this place. We give you the praise and glory. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Go in the grace of God this morning. Amen.